Welcome to The Bright Spot. We created this podcast to give you practical tools for dealing with everyday problems. We walk you through the stories and struggles we've encountered in our own lives and those from our clients and those close to us. We uncover the messiness of being human and provide guidance and coping skills to be your best self. You may find therapy services too expensive, or maybe you just want to gain a different perspective. Either way, we hope you are able to relate, take what you need, and at the very least, find a bright spot in your day. Hello, hello. On this episode of The Bright Spot, you will notice one big difference. It's only Mata. No Finnegan for this episode. Finnegan is on vacation, and I wanted to get this episode out to help parents and teenagers with teen sleep issues. And so I want to start off with a story, clinical story. And this is something that I hear time and time again when I'm working with teenagers. And so I'll take you back to when I first started seeing clients. Um, and I was in my fourth year of graduate school. And I remember I had this 14 year old male and he was doing homeschooling and his mom would just get so frustrated session after session after session, because even though he was doing homeschooling, he wouldn't, he would go to bed at like two or three o'clock in the morning. And then he would sleep in until, you know, uh, 11, 12 o'clock. And then he'd get up and start his day and then he'd do schoolwork. And this just frustrated her so much because she had this expectation that he should get up at, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning, he should do his schoolwork, get it all done in the morning in time for, you know, lunch or do, you know, have lunch and then do some more in the afternoon and then, you know, just be a regular teenager, but he wasn't a regular teenager. And so I don't know how many sessions I spent trying to educate this particular mother about what was going on. And so what was going on with this particular teen and a lot of other teens that kind of experienced something very similar? So biologically, what's going on is that teenagers actually don't get sleepy until later on compared to previous years. So the average teenager probably doesn't experience sleepiness or tiredness until after 11 p.m. And that's because of what's called delayed sleep onset. So shortly after puberty, some teenagers, a lot of teenagers, their circadian rhythms shift and they change. So as before they were getting tired, you know, um, as like five-year-olds, they're getting tired around like 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then maybe when they're, you know, 10-year-olds, they're getting tired around 9, 9.30, 10. But then teenagers, once they hit puberty, their circadian rhythms shift and then they don't actually get tired until after 11 o'clock. And so I was trying to tell the mom this, like, I don't, and she was getting frustrated with me because I was saying, like, I don't see the problem. Like, he doesn't work. 
his only responsibilities are school. So what's the problem if he's getting tired at three o'clock in the morning, let his bedtime be three o'clock, let him sleep, you know, the recommended eight, nine hours. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, let him sleep until 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock and then let him get up, have, you know, his form of breakfast and then he can do his schoolwork and get his schoolwork done. It doesn't matter when he does his schoolwork because it's, it's homeschooling. Like he's doing virtual schooling, like homeschooling, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But she just had this expectation that like he should wake up at this certain time and so it, I spent so much time trying to convince this mom of these things. And so that's the biggest thing that we see is that we see this shift in teenagers. They become more night owls because their circadian rhythms are not making them tired until much later on. And then environmentally, so some environmental factors for why we see this is that why they're not getting tired till later on is that we see a lot of teenagers they, there's more and more homework and that's a whole nother beast of in of itself um and then they have after school activities and work and depending on when those activities are they tend to you know schedule the the older kids practices the teenagers practices you know later on in the evening so that they're practicing until 9 to 30 or 10 o'clock um and then another thing that we see is a big shift is that when teenagers a lot of the time you don't see teenagers have like parents set bedtimes so whereas like when they were younger you're like hey your bedtime is you know seven o'clock and now teen parents of teenagers tend not to have those bed set bedtimes and we could talk about whether or not that's a you know good thing and then probably the last thing that I notice is that or environmental factor that's causing these sleep issues are that it's just the, that late night technology use is that they're spending hours and hours and hours on their phones and their tablets and video games and all of that is kind of messing with their brain waves and keeping them you know more alert for longer periods of time and then they're on their social media and then you have like the revenge tv watching where they didn't get to do what they wanted to do earlier in the day so now they're going to, you know, be angry and they're going to watch, you know, the the shows that they want to watch or they're going to be on social scroll through social media because they weren't able to do it earlier in the day and all of those things. And it just leads to a lot of sleep issues if it goes like on kind of treated, whether that's with a psychologist or, you know, just kind of by learning about good sleep habits that becomes more and more of a problem. And I sit here as a, a clinical child psychologist who specializes in children and teens and young adults, and I wonder about this mental health crisis that we are currently having with teenagers and that we're seeing you know, significant increases in depression and anxiety. And I sit here and I wonder how much of that mental health crisis that our children and our teenagers, especially our teenagers, are experiencing right now, would are impacted simply by sleep. Because I know that one of the first questions, well, not one of the first questions, but one of the questions I do ask in all of my intakes is how is your teen sleeping? Because 
sleep deprivation can look like ADHD and sleep deprivation can cause depression and anxiety and all of the things. And so I wonder how many of our mental health issues for our teens would go away if our teens simply practiced better sleep habits. And so let's talk about those sleep habits. The Healthy People 2020 recommends eight hours a night for teenagers. But in some organizations, the big sleep organizations recommend actually at least nine hours of sleep. I would actually go towards more of the nine compared to the eight. But guess what percentage of teenagers are getting the recommended nine hours of sleep per night? Less than 8%. Isn't that bananas? Like less than 8% of our teenagers are getting their recommended nine hours of sleep a night. Now we already talked about kind of the, the biological factors and the environmental factors, but another reason why teenagers aren't getting the recommended nine hours of sleep a night is because of the interaction between the biological, the environmental, and what times school start. The average school starts sometime around 8 a.m. Well, if our teenagers aren't getting to bed until after 11 o'clock, they need to be sleeping until eight o'clock to get that that nine hours that's not happening and then that would mean that they would have to you know immediately be you know at school and they don't have any time to get ready and so that's a problem because if they're not getting like tired until 11 o'clock and then we're trying to force them to go to bed well you can't just force someone to go to bed when they're not tired that doesn't lead to good sleep hygiene because what it what it does is it just teaches the body learns because of how our bodies work with sleep is that our bodies just learn to associate bed with laying around for a while. So actually a huge recommendation and some states have moved in this direction um, in regards to school is that they actually don't start high, uh, middle schools or high schools until after 8.30 a.m. And the the benefits of this choice of starting school after 8.30 are, is monumental. So like we have seen, so research has shown that if you, if simply by schools choosing to start later, children are much more alert and they're prepared to learn. They have improved attendance at school because they're in, and decreased tardiness because they're not sleeping through, they're not tardy. They tend to get better grades. There's fewer occurrences of falling asleep because they're not sleep deprived in the middle of class. Um, there's actually reduced irritability and depressive symptoms. So that's going back to the fact that I was talking about how much of this mental health crisis would go away if our teens were practicing better sleep hygiene. And then in addition to that, the last thing, and this is one that I, you know, I'm particularly fond of, is that children who, schools that have later start times, there's actually fewer disciplinary issues and risk behaviors that the students are doing because they're getting enough sleep. Because the 
it's just when teens don't get enough sleep, it's just they're not able to concentrate. They're, you know, they're falling asleep in class, more depression, lower academic success or lower academic success. Sorry about that. Um, higher risk of athletic injury, more risky behaviors. And it just has an overall bad negative impact on their their well-being and so one of the recommendations and two very prominent uh, societies or associations within um, for teenagers so both the American Academy of Sleep Medicine and the American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends that school middle schools and high schools should not start or should start school no earlier than 8 30 a.m. so that's kind of a interesting thing, but not very many schools. Like I said, the average school starts um, after or around 8 a.m. So somewhere between like 745 and 815 typically. And so if if you don't if you don't live in a school district that has if you don't live in a school district that practices these later start times. So what are some things that you can do to kind of help your teen move more towards getting those nine hours of sleep a night? Well, my biggest recommendation is simply sleep hygiene. And so we've talked about this before. So setting bedtime and wake times and keeping those the same even on the weekends. And this is when I talk to teenagers, this is usually the one that are like, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm going to sleep in on the weekends. And I'm like, well, it's actually just going to mess you like mess you up for the rest of the week. But I want not just like arbitrary like bed and wake times, but I want them like I want to focus in on like their circadian rhythms. So like notice when and like help your teenager notice when they are getting tired. So for me, when I was a teenager, like I would go to bed at 10 o'clock, not because my parents told me to, but like that's when I would get tired. And like I've never been a night owl. I think when I was in college, maybe I pushed it back to like 11 or 12 o'clock, but like not much more than that. I was never a person who was able, I was, I would never classify myself, classify myself as a night owl. And, but like, so pay attention to your teens, circadian rhythms. When are they getting tired? Can we, you know, arrange, can we try to get them eight hours of sleep a night as best as we can? Um, some other hygiene things, the bed is for only, is only for two things and they both start with S. So sleep and sex. Um, I don't even want to tackle the, the teenager sex piece. Um, that's a whole nother podcast or series maybe. Um, and so but teenagers tend to do schoolwork. They tend to read. They tend to watch TV. They have, you know, scroll through social media all while in bed. And the issue with that is then your body is confused of what is the purpose of this bed? Is it to do all of the things or is it simply to do sleep? So I think if, if any, if, my first recommendation is always like the set bedtimes and wake times. But my other go-to recommendation is always like your bed is for two things and they both start with S. So if we can start doing, implementing that into our teens' lives, that will set them up for better sleep um, across their lifespan. 
The other thing to focus in on, and this is <laughs> teenagers usually hate when I say this in the therapy room, and I get so many side eyes, I laugh because I'm just picturing all of my clients who have given me side eyes because I recommended this next one, is that their electronics should be turned off and oh, at least three feet away from their bed at least an hour before their bedtime. Yeah, one hour before bedtime, no tablets, no phones, no video games, no TV. The only exception that I will make is if you play like music or listen to a podcast, um, but that's listening. That's not actually looking. Um, and it's the, it's the looking, it's the sight, it's the lights that's, you know, messing up um, your brains, kind of messing with your circadian rhythms and when you get tired. Um, so that is another one, but again, I always get the side eye. So some, I, I usually say, okay, can we try, can we at least try the first two that I recommend? And maybe if we can get those done, then maybe get into the electronics one. And then I think the way that you approach this with your te teen is huge. So like framing it in the positives, like, Hey, I want to help you get better sleep because I'm noticing that you're having a lot of these negative effects of not getting enough sleep. You're, you know, engaging in risk-taking behaviors or unhealthy behaviors. You have higher levels of, you know, athletic injury. You're not doing well academically. You're, you're more depressed. You're, I'm noticing you're, you know, maybe not, you know, satisfied with life and maybe some hopelessness going on. You're falling asleep in class. You're not, or you're having some concentration issues and that might look like ADHD, but it's not ADHD. It's actually just sleep issues. Um, and then overall your well-being has just, is not at where we want it to be. So can we try to improve these things by doing super cost-effective things? Because none of these, none of these tools that I've already kind of mentioned cost a damn thing. It's just tweaks. You're making tweaks to their sleep habits in order to promote healthy sleep habits across their lifespan. And then, um, so just framing it in the positives, like, Hey, let's have, let's discuss, let's negotiate. Let's try to figure these things out. Um, so those are all things that you could do right right now with your teen that are cost effective, you can implement them today. Um, those things. Another thing, if you wanted to kind of, I know systemic changes are, are big right now in our society. And so if you wanted to do kind of more of a systemic level change, it's go and advocate at school board meetings and be like, hey, did you all know that like we could do reduce car accidents and we could, you know, reduce all of these issues that's causing our children and our teens and ourselves and our schools and our teachers problems by simply pushing back the start time of school. And then who wouldn't, I mean, lots of people would benefit from that, not just teenagers, um, parents, the teachers would benefit from that. All of the, th all of the people would probably benefit from a later, you know, and we're not talking about like a, you know, 10 o'clock start time. We're simply talking about at least an 830 start time. 
if not, you know, nine o'clock. Um, but then one of the biggest things that I know that we run into when we make this recommendation is, well, what about, you know, after school activities? Because I know like my high school started at 7.55 and then we were done, I want to say at like 2.35. And then we had, you know, our RAM hour that went to like 3.05 or 2.55 and then our practices started at, you know, 3, 3.15. And so a lot of people are like, well, what about extra, you know, sports and practices and those kind of things? things. I think, uh, I already think like, I don't think most um, high school practices need to be three hours long. So yeah, I think you could probably get everything that you need to get done in two hours if you just worked harder and not, or smarter, not harder. Um, But again, that's probably a whole nother um, podcast and one that maybe some of the coaches that I'm currently working with would not be a fan of me saying that. Um, But that is my belief. Now, if you don't want to necessarily do systemic changes um, and you've tried these other tweaks to your teen's sleep habits and your child is still not getting adequate sleep. Maybe they're having a hard time falling asleep. They're not falling asleep within 15 to 30 minutes. They're, they're taking much longer to fall asleep or they're waking up in the middle of the night or they can't stay asleep. All of those things. One of the things to do is then I would say seek out a sleep psychologist. So someone, a psychologist who special in sleep, you know, issues for teenagers because there are different um, therapies that can be done that, and they, the psychologist will work with you to kind of help you um, address these more I would say like sleep disorders compared to like just the, you know, your average sleepiness kind of thing. Um, And so, and they would always start with having you do what's called a sleep diary um, with, for your teenager. And with technology advances, like if your if your child or your teen wears wearable technology, then they probably already have a sleep tracker in you know on their wrist, and then that can kind of be turned in or used with the the sleep psychologist. So those are all different ways that you can, um, if your child if your teen is experiencing these problems or experiencing sleep problems, you can, you know, have them encourage them to practice healthy sleep habits. My favorite two being set bed and wake times, even on the weekends, and their bed is only for two things. And both of those start with us. You can try to do systemic changes where you try to Um, go to school board meetings and ask them to, or, you know, have them consider starting school later. So around after 830 at least. And then if there's, there's still more significant sleep issues, you could always seek out a sleep psychologist who specializes in teens and there's lots of teaching. And so I think that, and then during the summer, it's parents be aware of delayed sleep onset. And so if your teenager is sleeping, if they're not going to bed till later and they're sleeping in, like that's, at least in my opinion, like that's okay. Maybe they're just getting their stuff done more in the afternoon when they're more alert and they have higher levels of energy and it's just not conforming to our 
our nine to five or eight to four work hour mentality, which doesn't benefit them. And so if you can be a little bit more flexible with when they go to sleep and when they wake up, especially during the summer months when they have more flexibility because they don't have start school start times, then maybe you'll see a significant improvement in their in their mental health that I'm kind of been mentioning throughout. So I hope you have found this episode helpful um, and that you have that so you can use something to be a bright spot in your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Bright Spot. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends, give us a rating, and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that you can use this advice in this episode and share it with those you love to create a bright spot in your day. 